0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another Marriage Mondays. Uh, I'm Lyric. I'm Joshua. And me and my husband are doing this podcast um, during the middle of Corona, of course. Um, We hope that you all are staying healthy and safe. Um, We're going to jump right in. Our topic today is friends, being married, and friends. Um, I really feel like being married... Um, and not just, you know, this, this podcast is in particular for married people. Um, but you know, if you are a single person and you, you, know, you're struggling with friendships, everybody has friendships. And so, uh, this can also be for you, but this is really geared towards marriage relationships and friendships. So without further ado, let's get into it.
1: Okay. I guess I'll start. Um, let's begin again. How did friendships change from being a single woman to even being in a committed relationship to being married? What's something you noticed? Um,
0: mainly what I noticed, especially when, um, and what's funny is like my best friend, her relationship is mirroring exactly like what happened with us. Um, you know, you get into, you, at first, you know, you're single and you have time to spend with, you know, your friends and going out and whatever it is that you like to do for me socially. And it went from that to, of course, being in a relationship with you and us spending more time together, getting to know each other. Um, not that I neglected my friends in any way that I felt, um, I felt that I always wanted to kind of incorporate my friendships. With my relationship. I wanted the more that I got to know you. I wanted more people to get to know you. So for me it was important that I bring you around. My friends. It was important Mm -hmm. that you met my best friend. My best friends. And so I remember like one of our first things that we did. Was a karaoke thing. um, Where you got a chance to actually meet my friends. And I thought that that was cool. You met some of my family there Mm -hmm. as well. And I thought that was cool. But I would say the dynamic uh, definitely changed from transition to relationship, to engagement. Um, Once we got engaged, I lost um, several friends. I'm I'm not exactly sure what happened, but I do believe that God works in in seasons. And I definitely feel like these friendships kind of um, fell apart after me and you got engaged. I think it was just the day, it was waiting on the day for us to try and go from just a relationship to being married and I think that the dynamics of my single friends and the dynamic of my married friend who I ended up not really connecting with anymore really changed um, and I'll, I'll talk more about that later but you know I just wanted to answer your question you know overall what about you?
1: Um, I've never been good with friends to begin with I have um there's certain people I trust with friendship, and it changed it changed um, when we started getting serious and it changed when we got married. Um, but for the most part um, I don't know I mean I feel like I've gained more friends now actually since we've been um married, but I've also been more actively trying to fix friendships and be a good person and just build r- relationships with friends. And so I think that, cause I've never really thought about it too much. So my dynamic with friends has gone the other way, <laughs> I guess you can say, cause I've been actually trying to build bridges and mend fences and let people know that I'm here for them. You know, I consider them friends. So. Um, I put more effort into things now, so it's kind of different. Okay.
0: I mean, I think it's interesting that you say that because our marriage, you know, begin with a friendship. Um, I believe that any strong marriage begins with a friendship. Um, at this point, Josh is my best friend. You know, I tell Mm -hmm. everything to him. We talk about everything together and you know, was it been four years now? Um, yeah roughly four years ago we actually became friends we were friends on facebook before that but when you know i started noticing you liking all my pictures and all that kind of stuff like stalker alert no just kidding um he you know was liking all my pictures and all that kind of stuff and i think it was definitely you know more of admiring am i right yeah Than it was like oh i'm gonna be a perv it wasn't one of those things no Um, and so I think that, um, once we finally got to the place where we, you know, tried to date really more than anything, I wanted to build a friendship with Josh. Um, no matter what happened, I wanted us to have a friendship regardless of, you know, other people I was dating, other people he was dating, whether it worked out or not. I'm always one of those people where if I do make an effort to try to date someone I know it's not possible, feasible, to always be friends with someone who you end up liking. And so I have to be understanding of that um, because sometimes you do have, as a single person, where you're trying to really push a friendship and the other person wants more. Yeah. And you really have to evaluate um, how that makes you feel. You you want to speak on that?
1: About how it feels to like somebody and they just want to be friends? Yeah. Um, it's at first, on the surface level, you think it's kind of rough because it's like, well, I'm feeling this person, they're not start feeling me, but they still want me around, so what's this about? That's confusing, you know. But then you have to kind of look at why they want you around. you know And that's different. It's, it's kind of hard to not look at things on the surface. So it's it's a form of rejection, but not really, you know? That's that's
0: the first time I've heard you say that.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like you interview for a job. Say you want to be, I don't know, a teacher. Hmm. And you go to the company and they have a great interview. And they say, well, we don't want you to be a teacher, but we think you'd be great in the cafeteria.
0: why well, you gotta be in the cafeteria though? Why you can't just be an intern or like well,
1: cause it's in not, the office? It's not the position you asked for. Hmm.
0: Right, but it could be any other position
1: other you, than in the cafeteria. Okay, what's wrong with in the cafeteria?
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, you may sound okay. like you know, you put okay, someone so in the
1: friend zone, it's in the cafeteria. I'm just another position in the school, okay? So you're not a teacher, but you get to be the secretary, right? Okay, okay. You so taking your store for the company, but that's not the interview, that's not what you interview for, that's not what you wanted when you walked in that place. But you still had a job, and you still get to go to school every day, so. That's good news.
0: <laughs> and I mean, I could understand why that could be confusing, especially when you put it like that. Uh, I think that's a great analogy is, uh, you know, when you put it like that, it's not what you wanted. And, you know, I have I have had jobs interviews where they, they say, hey, we want you, but we don't want you in that capacity. And it's like, well, I don't want you at all, you know. Yeah. So I get that. Um, I think with us, it was definitely a confusion a confusing situation where we you know where where you were trying to figure out um well you know what capacity do you do you really want me and then you were already having you know your issues with your friendship so to throw me as a friend in there for me to throw you as a friend in there uh i think it made us distant you know
1: yeah i think so um kind of a interesting situation. Well not interesting. This it was a different situation and it, it came to the point where it's like, man, so I had to deal with things that I was dealing with. And that part of me pushing not just you but a lot of people that were friends away. <laughs> so and me being um just a position i kind of felt spoiled, I guess. I don't know spoil is a good word for it. Felt, started feeling myself, and like if these people don't want to date me, why do they want to be around me? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't appreciate the value of a friend, put it like that, because I feel like I should be somebody's boyfriend. I should be in a relationship. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, the, the clerk in the front office. Right. You know, I was gonna throw word to be a teacher. Let me teach. Let me do what I'm, you know, what I feel like I should do. And it's understanding your value, and so it's understanding the value of a friendship, also. Which, me maturing is what I'm understanding now, and it's what I, I, I appreciate now is friendship. You know.
0: I think that's a great point. And uh, I kind of got a follow-up question for you on that. Um, Do you feel like God was developing you in the area of what you were applying for? So, you know, you kind of references it as a job. Was God really developing you in maturity to, to, you know, to be a teacher, to be a boyfriend eventually, to eventually be a husband? You know, Um, maybe the experience that you lacked was what you needed to not only be a clerk, but to eventually become a teacher years later.
1: I think God was showing me at that point that maybe I need to understand my value and not just be happy with being a clerk. You know? And and actually go take a chance and risk becoming a teacher somewhere else. That's what I would say that God was telling me then. Now in hindsight I'm like, yes, God was trying to I won't say humble me, but maybe get my head on right, about the appreciation of friendship itself, and um, just appreciating somebody that wants to be a friend and wants to have that kind of connection with you as a friend, which could later build on something else, but not rushing headfirst into a relationship, which I think I was in the mind state at that point in my life to be in.
0: Right. I, I, I agree uh, for me as well. I believe that um, I truly was needing to be matured and nurtured in the area of friendship because there was so much that I lacked. And not only did I lack as far as, you know, superficial um Preferences for my potential mate, but I just lacked the spiritual growth that I needed to recognize that friendships really meant a lot to me and um, I Really needed to grow up You know, I wasn't I wasn't really ready to be like, you know, when I met you to be honest I wasn't ready to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. It was just something to do like legit. I was surfing online all on the dating sites. I'm putting myself out there now, you know. POF, all of those different sites, and I just ran across some profiles, you know. And you weren't on the profiles, yeah. of course. No, no, that's not how I met you. <laughs> I but, didn't have a profile. Like
1: that. <laughs>
0: but what happened was, you know, I went on a date one week with one guy, and then. Went on a date the next week with another guy. That didn't work out. It was just kind of like a swipe left situation every week. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, well, why? That's not working. So let me try a different approach. And my different approach was, why not try someone who is liking all my stuff, who's really (laughs) into me, you know, versus letting this algorithmic site kind of put me together (laughs) based on interest. Mm. And uh, that's what happened, you know. So I was like, oh, well, you know, let's reach out and see where this goes. And I you know when I met you, it was you know one of the best dates that I had had in the past three, four weeks, you know, <laughs> probably in a really long time to be honest,
1: don't give us that so <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't
0: it wasn't like that, we but I mean, starts. to be honest, <laughs> when you're seeking a relationship that much that you're willing you know to and I'm not knocking online dating, please don't. You know, send us hate mail because you know you're doing online dating. No, I'm not. I'm not knocking that at all. If that's the way that you met your spouse, then you know, God bless it, and that that was the way you're supposed to meet your spouse. For but for me, I was seeking and seeking hard. You know, I, I would spend hours and hours, like you know, on social media. Um, But like on POF And these other sites Trying to get people To notice me Mm -hmm. Putting different Kind of pictures up And not risky pictures Just You know (laughs) (laughs) Just different You know Just different angles You know Of my face And stuff like that And Mm -hmm. really just trying Mm -hmm. to Get the attention of people And it really brought out The wrong attention You know Mm -hmm. So I truly believe That God had already Been telling me like Hey This is not for you This is not What you should be doing And yet I continued To search Knowing that Um, I wasn't ready, you know? So, um, where do you want to transition next with friendship?
1: How are you nurturing your friendships now?
0: Um, well, I I can't really talk about now before I talk about before. Okay. So I have to talk about before and and then now, because people don't realize like before and now is very different for me than it is for anyone else. Um, so when I turned 26, I had two best friends, um, that I went to school with and, um, something tragic happened. We went to new Orleans, um, and I was physically assaulted. Uh, I really don't like to talk about this, but I feel like when you talk about friendships, this is something that is dynamic for me and I have to talk about it. So, um, I was assaulted physically. Um, by one of the friends and the other friend, uh, was a witness. However, would not testify as a witness. Um, my face was fractured. My nose was fractured. And, um, ever since I have experienced memory loss, I've experienced, um, different issues, brain trauma related and PTSD. It was one of the worst times of my life. And long story short, um, nobody was charged in that offense because I didn't have a witness. And, um, At the time, after all that happened, I didn't trust people for a good four years. When I met you, I didn't trust people. Um, My friendships changed dynamically. I didn't trust women. I didn't trust men. I didn't trust anybody. If it was a person, I didn't trust it um, because I always felt like confrontation. And, you know, my mom always taught me that anyone who is... um, always talking about you when you're not around will talk about you to other people, you know? And um, that can indicate jealousy. And that's what I felt like with this whole situation, that there was a lot of jealousy and things that came out because we had been drinking and all that. And um, to say the least, I shied away from friendships, the same as you. Mm. I, I just completely shut people out. You know, I refused to talk to people and then I found my church home which is where we are now. And then I I started finally coming around to some people. And and still, you know, my friendships now are not where I would like them to be, but um I opened myself up. And I'm grateful that I did that because had I not, I would have missed out on some really great people. Mm-hmm. And there's some really great people that I have met at church. Great women of God who have really been instrumental in my life as a big sister to me um, to help us through this marriage journey. Actually, one just texted me before um, we got on here. And and I don't say any names, of course. But um, her and her husband have been a great asset to me and my husband. And so I say all that to say that my friendships now, the word friendship means more to me than it's ever meant in the four years or after all that stuff happened at 26. Friendship to me now means accountability. It means um, being able to tell someone sometimes things that they don't want to hear because you love them and you care about them. Not talking about that friend behind their back. Anything that you have to say to a friend, you need to be able to say it to them. It's taught me that I serve my friends. So more than anything, it's about... um, you know, if they need something, sometimes putting their needs before mine, of course, not my family, but putting their needs before mine is, is important. And, and that's what I've always strived to do within the past year. You know, I have lost a lot of people because my heart is so big. I have such a big heart and I care so much about people and I love very hard. And sometimes that can be mistaken for... um me intentionally trying to hurt people when I'm not like my heart is just so big that I don't really allow people who are going to take advantage of my friendships or you know of my friends to get in the way you know so I'm protective of my friends friends you know Mm -hmm. if that makes sense um and, and now I think that chases people away um but the right people are around now And, um, I just believe that's going to continue to grow and God's going to keep whoever wants he wants in, in my life, in my life. Um, so what about you?
1: How do I keep nurturing friendships Yeah. now? Um, I think the best way to nurture my friendships with the people I consider friends, I will check on them. I like just, if it's even something as small as saying, Hey, how you doing? Um, I know there's a lot of social media out there, but a lot of times I'll just, hey, I see you posted this, is everything okay? Or, hey, how's it going? Just a the, the basic thing like that. Um, I've kind of got lucky my groomsmen. Um, I consider still my friends. We still have, um, well, still, just, it's only been a couple months. But um, we still have our um, our group chat going, and we uh, we still goofy in the chat room. Still, so we we all make sure everybody's all right, um, and just I just I think the best way to nurture friends is to always be able to check on them. If you got a problem, you can go to them, and just always keep those lines of communication open. That's that's I think the best thing right now for me is just opening up because you can ask my wife. I'm not great at being open. No, he's not. <laughs> Get the crowbar out sometimes. But sometimes I just, I need to know people are all right. So I'll just, hey, everything good? You all right? How's your wife doing? That sort of thing. But well, that's, that's the best way I can think of nurturing a friendship. I'm not really much for, hey, let's go, you know, have a drink or something like that. Go hang out. We I mean, can't now anyway because we're all stay-at-home orders. But, um... <laughs>
0: Could do a zoom call,
1: you can do a zoom call, you.
0: <laughs> but you know, I mean, some people are you're you have your way, you know, you're introverted, and if that's your way of reaching out to your friends and making sure that they're okay, um, and it takes someone else initiating, hey, let's go out, then you know, you have to know your friendships, you have to know who's good at what, you know, like if that's that one guy in your group's thing that he does then that's what he does you're the one guy who checks on people you know so you gotta know your friends you know like for me you know i know my friends i know my friend that i go to happy hour with all the time or you know to a concert or whatever that's my friend and i know that i'm the person that's gonna check on her but she's the person that's gonna want to go somewhere so she's Mm -hmm. gonna hit me up and say hey let's go do this you know um and sometimes it, it works both ways um and then you know you have some friendships where you're checking on them and they're saying hey let's go to brunch let's go do this let's go do that mm-hmm. um i think we're very different in that for me i'm very intentional about making sure that i see people fellowship is so important i think in friendships is something that you know i really feel almost repentant for you know the 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 sense of I've taken for granted fellowship with people, families, you know, my family relationships, mm-hmm. my friendships, my fellowship with church people, my fellowship with you, my fellowship with so many people. I have taken it for granted. And I think many of us are looking at that now and saying, man, I started 2020 off saying I would be more intentional. And that was before all this even happened. Had no clue. that pand- Remember I told you I would, yeah. I would do that? Had no clue that this pandemic would even happen, and I worked on intentionally being um, available for my friends, yeah. intentionally putting out there, I'm going to do
1: all that I can. We even talked about um game nights and Bible studies and yeah. and that sort of thing. And it's kind of which we'll get back to. I mean, and yeah. we
0: ended up having to cancel our first game night, which yeah. was supposed to be last month. So, you know, we, 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 we had planned on being more intentional. And I believe the year's not
1: over. Yeah, we will. I mean, this, this won't last forever. We'll, we'll let us out our houses eventually. We'll get back to being friends and doing things with friends and, you know, being intentional about just being in so much presence.
0: Absolutely. I think, um, especially, you know, like I said, with family. But we're talking about friendships. Uh, we'll talk about family another time. But I, I definitely believe that, um, being intentional for the rest of the year, um, I challenge you guys to be intentional in your friendships. So I want to segue to, um, how do we ward off, um, well, well, let me say it like this. How do we protect our marriage against our friendships?
1: Protect our marriage against our friendships. Yes. Well, I think we have to understand the importance of our friendship, of our marriage, and since part of the key of our, our marriage is our friendship in the first place, because I do consider you my best friend. I mean, that's, that's a given, and that this friendship, this marriage, this house is number one. And we're not going to let anybody speak ill of it. We're not going to let anybody in our ear, you know, saying bad stuff about you. And you won't let somebody say bad stuff about me. And if they are saying bad stuff about, you know, we have to realize, well, why? Is, why are they saying these things? What? What do they have against my relationship, my marriage? Why are they attacking? You know, because a good friend is not going to attack. A good friend will, will encourage, will boost will protect but they won't attack
0: but what if you take it as an attack and really it's just them offering you the truth how do you decipher between truth and attacks
1: well if you would know what the truth is you would know what what's honest I mean there's, there's what we say and what we feel and what's actually truthful you know somebody says something that It's truthful, and it's hurtful. You know before anybody else knows it, you know? You don't have to tell a woman that's being whatever about her man that she doesn't know already. Deep down inside. She might not be saying it, or she might be ignoring all the flags, but she's seen the flags. You see the flags before anybody else see the flags. So... You know, there's somebody just attacking, uh, you know, lying versus, hey, you know what he's doing.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if, if we talk about our marriage instead of talking about hypothetical, <clears> throat> um, throat> we've ran into situations just this year alone, being four months in, four months, right? Yeah. Yeah, it would be five this, this month. This month five. Oh, wow. It'll be six months next month. Okay. Um, so, you know, we've ran into situations where... It's been difficult to decipher between the truth and to decipher between, you know, good advice. And that's been that's been difficult, you know. So how do you deal with that? I mean, recently we had a situation where a friend of mine called you and, you know, was saying things about me to you or our relationship to you. And how did you how did you decipher between the two?
1: I took what they said and I brought it to you. I said, this is what your friend is saying. This is what she said that you told her. This is what she said that she thinks you're going through. And let's talk about it, you know? I, I don't, I'm not gonna hold back anything anybody says about you away from you. And no matter what it is, this marriage is supreme number one. So you're going to get everything unfiltered that somebody says about this marriage for me. If somebody says something to me, they are basically saying it to you. That's what I feel like. And like any problem I have, I need you to help me decipher through it.
0: But at the time you were speaking to this person... What was your response to what they were saying
1: to you? It didn't call for a response. They just wanted me to know what you were going through. They were just presenting information. They didn't ask me for my opinion of the information. They wanted me to believe that they were there to help. And I said, well, thank you for helping. Thank you for being there for my wife. And then the second we were finished talking, I told you the full conversation. I told you what I felt like she was saying. I felt like she told you what um, they were saying. And I told you what I thought it came across as. And I wanted to get your opinion on it and how you felt that they told you this and where we need to put this person, you know, when it comes to us now.
0: Well, I definitely um appreciate you know you always coming to me and and telling me everything and and vice versa it it works both ways ladies you just don't don't think you can just talk about your man to your friends and uh w- what I wanna say as a precursor is that um we ladies yeah and i say we we tend to um say things to the wrong people and you have to be mindful of who you share. Information not only about your marriage, but you got to start it out in your relationship. I learned this the hard way learning to shield your relationship off from negative talk, even positive talk. Some things just don't need to be said to certain people
1: well here's what I know: we um we have friends, and part of being a friend is being able to listen to your other friend so sometimes we have the problem where we vent to our friends. And then our friends only get to hear the venting. Uh, my wife, she did this today. Uh, came home again, guess what she did? Uh. So my friends hearing that, then that's the, those are the building blocks he's using right. to build a picture of you. That's the that they see you through. Yeah, and even if you went, uh, Josh came home and did this again. Uh, like Josh did this. So you just paint a picture of Josh, you know, Well, that might be what you bother you today. That might be like one thing in 30 things I did. So I did one bad thing in 29 great things. (laughs) But you don't really vent about the the good things. (laughs) You vent about the bad. That's what friends are there for. Because we vent about our bosses. We vent about coworkers. We vent about friends to other friends and that sort of thing. But sometimes we vent and we don't. We let the venting... Paint a picture that might not be so pleasant. So your friend is sitting there and all she hears about is every time on oh no, our left, the toilet seat up.
0: But that, that's the thing about it is that on this podcast, as is Marriage Mondays, we cannot make it OK to say that we're going to always vent to friends. It takes self-discipline yeah. to stop doing these things. It takes self-discipline to start in a relationship that you have right now if you have a relationship right now where you're not married and even if you are married and you've been telling you've been venting to the same friend over and over and the negative lens that that person sees your spouse in has predetermined everything that they say about that person because you gave you've given them the ammo you know so now when they come in girl i know he ain't no good girl i know you know this uh you know man bro I know like yeah man like all she do is you know then you have just started that process like you said and so you have to have a lot of self discipline to pull back there have been times where I've literally had to just not answer the phone because I've known that I've been upset with you about something Mm -hmm. and I knew that it would just come all out and I've had to take a moment maybe journal maybe um, find an outlet listen to music work out wait till you get off of work and then we try to talk about it at that point because the person I need to be venting to other than when I'm really really upset you know let me calm down whatever is you the person that you're upset with or the person that you have great things to say about normally it's the negative stuff when you're venting it's negative um normally you ain't like girl you know sometimes you are because I am I do I do brag on my my marriage with you um but oftentimes, it's holding back and it's not answering the phone or it's, hey, I'm busy right now. I, I don't have time to talk about this. No. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. But there have been times where it's not lying. It's just sheltering and shielding yourself in your marriage against. And it, this goes for family, too. Mm-hmm. Cause this has been extremely difficult because I talk to my mama every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So this has been extremely difficult, especially uh, with my relationship with my mother um, and not feeling like, you know, we're going through something. And, and I, there have been times where I've been fighting back tears and I just don't tell my mom what's happening unless I feel like it's necessary to get her involved. But well, most of the time, it's always something we can deal with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that is completely breaking for me. And uh, she can always tell, you know, mama know, mama know when a baby hurt. But she doesn't say anything because she knows that for her that it's more important that the picture I paint of you is a a good light. And that's the picture that I want to paint you in versus the frame that we're in at that moment. You know, it's just a moment. So that's so important. I try to tell my best friend this right now in your relationship. Get it right now. Don't tell everybody about your relationship. Hell, don't even always tell me. About some stuff that you're dealing with. Because might be some stuff you dealing with. That you know. I go and tell such and such. And don't even realize I'm saying it. And then it, 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 it it's a bad thing. You know. And now we're at odds. So. Um, it's so important to shield those relationships. From your marriage. Anything else?
1: Not in that aspect.
0: So. Um. Any other questions you have about friendship or anything you want to add as far as the our friendship our relationships with friends and things
1: like that? How do you start a new friendship? Have you thought about that i mean we're you're now a married couple where we're over thirty. <laughs> Right, pretty we're, much. We're not long in our twenties. Nope, we're, we can so, both say that now. <laughs> so we we'll, we have adult relationships. It's not like it used to be where, oh, you like GI Joe? I like GI Joe too. Now you're my best friend. You know, still has kind of that way for me, but um, <laughs> that's a really good question though. But how do you, you know, get into a mature adult friendship nowadays with with new people? I guess it's still
0: it's the same way.
1: Still common interests.
0: Common interests, common mindsets.
1: Yeah.
0: And next week we're going to talk about marriage Mondays and ministry, puppy. <laughs> and um... I really feel feel like it's it's common interests. Yeah. You know, the people that I've that I've come in contact with, my poetry friends, they're my poetry friends. I know them from poetry. You know, we've either been on the same stage together, we've either written together, we've either you know been on a track together. Um. Your sports friends, pe- I guess that's, people that's
1: that, true. you know. It's, um, yeah, because most of the friends I have are are from one aspect to another. Sometimes they bleed over. Sometimes my comic friends are also my wrestling friends. My wrestling friends are also my frat brothers. So it's that it's, it's common interest. It's not like just walking to them all and go, hey, want to be your friend? <laughs>
0: right. It's it's definitely not, not like, I think it is harder to make friends as an adult and it's definitely as a married couple because you have to really like you know like us like we said be protective of of your marriage but you know i feel like a lot of our new friendships that we've maintained especially the one with the that particular couple that i'm talking about from the church that came from marriage ministry that came from you going to men's bible study Me going to women's Bible study. Us just going as a couple, you know, before we even got married. And these are just two people we, you know, I connected with one of them during uh, the um, youth um, vacation Bible school um, conference. And we both taught the same grade. And ever since, we've been close, you know. Uh, We don't communicate as much as I would like, but we try to... Yeah. Well, every time we see each other, it's like we we like we sisters, you know. So and that was a new friendship for me, you know. And it wasn't like, oh hey girl, uh, I want to be your friend. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. It was like, okay, hey, I see that you really got something in you, and me and you are similar. Our stories are similar. Mm-hmm. Why don't we make something happen? Yeah. And then you came along, you know, because at that time I was single. You came along, and you and her husband hit it off. And, uh, you know, now look what we are. Yep. And then the same with other church friends that we have. We connected over basketball with another, you yep. know, couple, you know, NBA playoffs. Yep. So it, it, it's just, I think it's still common interest. It, although it might not be G.I. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> it's common interest. Another friend of mine was a friend of mine before he was a friend of yours. Um, yep. And he's a super wrestling fan. Super no. wrestling fan, just like you, and I knew y'all would hit it off as no. soon as he became my friend, I knew he'd be your friend
1: no.
0: so and and his <laughs> girlfriend's the same way, she's a little bit more into it than I am, but um, you know, same difference and um common interest mindset, I truly believe that once people start out growing um once we start growing out the mindsets of our friendships. And the seasons of our friendships and the people are not adding to our um, relationship, then that's when people phase out. Yeah. There's no substance. You're not adding anything to me, any character building, anything like that. Then, you know, you kind of just some people just dismiss themselves. You know, you don't have to you don't have to say anything. You just look up and two years later, you haven't talked to them.
1: That's true. That happens a lot with me.
0: Me too. You know? So, there's friends right now where I cannot tell you why they're not talking to me. Cannot tell you. No. But I understand that it was for a season. It was for a time. And if they're adding substance and value to my life, then it is something I should continue with. And if it's not, it's something that will slowly dissipate. You don't have to necessarily ask that person to leave. Unless they're a stalker. (laughs) They will leave on their own, to be honest. Um, God will remove them in in the way he sees fit. Anything else?
1: No. I think we've covered a lot.
0: So it's about that time, y'all. We appreciate you guys tuning in to Marriage Mondays, to our podcast. Um, I'm Lyric, and it's my husband. Oh, Josh. He's like, oh. <laughs> Feel free to um comment, like, subscribe, drop us a line at uh, thegoodgod at com. D-A-G-O-O-D-G-O-D at com. if you have any topics, interests. If you just want to let us know how you're doing, we want to know how y'all are doing. What's going on out there? We don't know how big this thing spreads, but I'm sure it is national as far as podcast goes. Yeah. And... um we could be talking to somebody in Antarctica for all we know. I'm going to claim that. So if you want to drop us a line, talk to us. We want to know how you're doing. Is there any COVID-19 in Antarctica? I just want to know. Um. No. So, <laughs> uh Iceland? Is there any COVID-19 out there? <laughs> Greece? <laughs> Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we hope you're staying safe and staying healthy. And we'll be back next week with another Marriage Mondays. Yeah, you want talking. to talk about
1: um, next week's podcast just a little bit right now? Sure. We're going to cover ministry next week. Yes. And if you have any topics you'd like to, to talk about, we'll go with that. I think next week will be a good time for me to, um, I'm going to take the spiritual gifts test. And we're going to discuss my spiritual gifts. And we'll do that. I'll go with the results on the um, podcast next week. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what my uh, my gifts are, what my mastery should be. And we'll go from there. So it's a little cliffhanger for next week.
0: Cool. I like yeah. it. I like it. If you want the spiritual gifts assessment, we have it. You can yeah. take it too.
1: So if you don't know yours, you should take it. If you know yours, uh, send us a, an email. Find us on Facebook let's talk about it. let's talk about our gifts let's talk about if we're using our gifts right if we're not and you know just our ministry and that sort of thing
0: all right well, anything else that's enough all right appreciate y'all <laughs> love y'all peace bye.